Welcome to Real Estate Happenings with Nanny Company Properties and all things real estate related podcasts, spilling all the secrets to help you become a successful luxury realtor. Are you ready? Good morning, Nancy. I'm doing fabulous. I had a blast. Well, I mean, he was, you know, pretty much the life of the party, I think. So I was like, do I work here or do you work here? Absolutely. Yeah, let's get started. So, so in 2021, I ended with um, 18 flips. So that was buy and sell. Yeah, it was a, it was so, a good year. Yeah, thanks for that hashtag. He hey, loves it. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like the general contractor um, title for some reason, which I think it's a great title. I mean, that's what he does. He's the boss. I guess maybe if we call him the boss, he'll be happier. Oh, yeah.
So I think that it's very important for someone to kind of know uh, right off the bat, you know, what price point they want to be in, right? Because obviously, if you want to be in a certain price point, then you need to look for homes in certain neighborhoods, certain prices, and kind of uh, have a general idea of what it costs to renovate the property. Because obviously, you'll have to walk it measure and then obviously come up with some type of renovation cost so then you know what to offer on that property. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, so we use a, a rule, right? And most investors do, of course, Last year, all of the house prices were so much higher than normal, so the standard 70-30 rule, I think I maybe got that out of three, you know? It was, it was closer to like 80-20 last year. Um, but again, I focus on a certain price point, right? So like my price point, typically, you know, I'd like to stay under an after uh, repair value of 200000 Like, why do I like that? Because I just feel like it moves a lot faster. But that's my own personal preference, right? Some I have investor clients that like higher end. Um, it might take them a little bit longer, but the outcome or you know the after, once they sell it, the profit they make is higher. So it's kind of like a general, it's, it's whatever they wanna do. So I can do more houses under a certain budget and then other people will focus on one at a higher um, value and to each their own, right? So that's kind of how I ended up with so many is because I was buying, you know, basically four and five at a time, where if you're focusing on a larger, um, uh, you know, price point, obviously you might only do one or two at a time. So ultimately, you as, as an investor, how much money do you have and basically what price point do you want to start, you know, selling? And then you go from there. Correct. Pretty much. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, so basically, like, let's say, use an example. If you're buying $300,000, I mean, if you want the, if you want to sell in the 300000 price point, you times the 300000 by 70, ideally, and then you minus your repair cost, right? And then that end number is basically the maximum that you should pay for that house. Correct? Absolutely, absolutely. So Yeah, that is, that's key. I actually met an investor about two years ago that called me crying. I mean, she was, it was horrible. So uh, maybe it was three years ago. It was right after Harvey. Um, <clears throat> she had bought 11 houses, okay, in the neighborhood that had flooded after Harvey, but it had never flooded before, not a flood zone. 
Um, it was, you know, after that uh, release of the reservoir. And basically, the agent she was working with, and, you know, again, I don't like to talk bad about other agents. It's just that if you want to be in this business um, and, and represent investors, you need to know basically everything about it, right? You can't just take a neighborhood that's never flooded before and then assume that after you do repairs that it's going to have the same value as it did prior to a flood because unfortunately in that price point it affected that neighborhood tremendously so basically this lady overpaid on the front end the houses were beautiful right i mean they were amazing she did have some loss in some of the contractors that she was working with at that time so it is very important that you work with um, contractors that you trust, that you know, you've been referred to you, that you can uh, rely on, but even having them doesn't mean that you get to just hang out in the backside. You still have to be there and monitor what is going on, because unfortunately, not everyone has your best interest, you know? So you have to be present, right? So <clears throat> long story short, you know, this, this poor lady, she finished the homes, put them on the market at the prices prior to Harvey, and people weren't buying them. Wow. I mean, they were amazing. I ended up being able to save her and not, not even fully, right? I only sold two. She had 11. I think she ended up selling maybe about four. But see, by this time, she was already going into foreclosure on all of her hard money loans. Oh, my God. It was, it was horrible. Like, every time I spoke to her, I just, like, my heart was just breaking. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I'm like... Did the person just really not know what they were doing? Did they do it on purpose because they just wanted to commit? Like, I don't know. Like, and I don't like to blame. I was just like, let me come in and see what I can do. Sure. And honestly, I had to be honest. Like, I can't sell this house for 700000 because no one's going to pay it. Right. You, you know? Right. Absolutely. Eight. Absolutely. So here's the thing, in the, in, in the investment realm, there's so many investors out there competing for these houses that you have to be competitive as if you had cash. And the only way that you can do that if you don't have your own cash is obviously you have to go to a private lender. And private lenders, what we refer to them are as um, hard money lenders, basically. They're short-term loans, uh, typically about six months, and they're 
you know, when you make your offers, it's basically coming in as cash. You know, again, every hard money lender has different criteria, but for the most part, all they're worried about is, do you have experience? Do you have some money in the bank? And is this house really worth what you're saying it's worth? And of course, they're going to do their own, you know, they'll sometimes they'll send inspectors and things like that. Um, they'll send an appraiser out to do their own. But for me, you know, because I have so much experience, I mean, I literally call the guy and you know, he'll give me money tomorrow. So take your time, right? The first couple of ones might be a little tough, but then after that, they'll once they see that you know what you're doing, it'll come in easier. Uh, but basically, there's a number of ways that they'll let you borrow money. It'll either be that you put, you know, 20% down, or you'll put some type of collateral, right? If you own your own home or something and it's fully paid off, well, you could use that as collateral, right? Uh, but yeah, so um, they'll give you two options. Are they going to finance the home? Uh, and your rehab, or are they going to just finance the home? If you're going to do the uh, home and the rehab, do keep in mind that you still have to start with your own money, and then they just pay you as you go, right? So they'll send it, they'll send someone out there to kind of take a look at what you've done, and then they'll pay you for those um, uh, for those trades. 100 percent. 100 percent because again yeah they all they all offer different things um you know they all expect different things from somebody uh the fees are different the interest rates are different we had to learn how Yeah. Right. Nancy, honestly, I used to do my own lawn. I mean, like the lawn maintenance, my landscaping, I would do it myself. I mean, it's silly, right? Like, it's only $400, Yvonne, but, and it's hard work, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, I almost um, passed out one time. But that, that's, that's what I was putting in my head. I'm like, you know what, at least I'm losing weight while I'm doing this, but honestly, now I, <laughs> I have so much respect for the landscapers because it is hard as work. It is. It is. Um, but again, you know, even, even, I mean, again, I'm a woman, and obviously there's only so much I can do. I don't know how to, you know, tape and float a house, right? Some people, some women do. There's, hey, there's women. The demo. Can we talk yes, about yeah. Can we? You can demo. I guess you could take some stress out. Yes. Like a sledgehammer. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I mean, at least in the beginning, but again, always go. Go and check in um, because, again, you can have a project manager. I mean, I hate to say this, but it could even be your brother. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, nobody cares about your money as much as you do. Amen to that. 
yeah. you know? And, and I know that everyone's busy and that you have a life, but at the end of the day, do you want to lose money or make money? I mean, that's right. just what it is. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I can only speak from my own experience, right? I love my husband, he's wonderful, but one thing that he tends to do is always leave a couple of things undone, right? So he'll literally be like, Yvonne, the house is ready. And I'm just like, okay, so I'm, you know, and again, at the beginning, I trusted it. And then I would, you know, call my uh, photographer, start making all my, getting all my paperwork together. And then my photographer would call me and say, Yvonne, there's still a dump, a dump trailer outside of your front yard. So I would say, okay, technically though, in the whole medium of you getting your house done, you should have had already interviewed agents, obviously, because hopefully at the beginning you had someone helping you, but if you didn't interview them, you know, while the house is getting ready. But so then that way when it is ready, you're ready to go, right? You don't want to waste time having to look for an agent so once the prepared. house is, yeah, be prepared, absolutely. But prior to listing it, don't be, don't be offended. Take them by there and as if you were buying a brand new construction and let them do a blue tape walkthrough. What's perfect to you isn't always perfect to everybody else. I mean, it is what it is. I, cause you, and here's the thing, like I have really bad eyes and I, oh my God, if I showed you a picture of one of the houses he did, I mean, again, he's not the one physically doing it, so you shouldn't take it personal, but in a sense that he should, because he's the one that's there all day watching right. these guys. So I'm like, there's no way I'm like that picky, but apparently I am. I blue taped the whole damn house. Right. I was like, bro, this house is not ready. It is what it is. I mean, I was pissed. I was like, come on. Like, Right. Building with your spouse. Right. Remodeling, new construction. Yeah, we'll talk about that at some other time. But yeah, walk the house. Um, you know, look for uh, look for some. Put yourself in the buyer's shoes, right? Like, pretend you're going to come and buy this house, and you walk in. What you don't want is to put a house on the market and you have a ton of showings and no offers. Like. The stupid, because obviously you just lost all those people. And it could be over silly things like, um, you know, maybe the floor is unlevel or or maybe there's some cracks in the brick, you know, um, there's or a damn. Maybe it's not clean. Maybe it's not clean. I mean, again, you know, treat this as a brand new construction house, right? Clean it up. Make sure that all of the and, and, and actually here's a good point. If your realtor has experience, then they 
already know what inspectors look for? Yes. And they can like tell you, hey guys, these things are gonna be on the inspection. This is what they're looking for. Because again, especially for the lower end um, or the, the lower end price points, these are first time home buyers, right? I mean, this is a lot of money that they're gonna spend. And the last thing they wanna do is get a 100 page report because all of a sudden they're going to feel like overwhelming. Yeah, like, oh my God, this house is trash. And that's not necessarily true. Obviously, some inspectors write other, you know, more things than others. But then on the flip side, their real estate agent might not have that much experience and won't be able to tell them that, hey, there's really nothing wrong. You know, it's just a couple little things here. But again, how are you going to know? You're, you're not going to be walking every single client in there, right? So your realtor should know what's going to be on the inspection, what to look for, and then that way you can kind of make sure or gauge like what things are most important, what you should focus on. Of course, the aesthetics of the home is super important. You know, you don't want to put 100,000 different, you know, flooring and you know, don't make this house personal. It's not personal, right? It's not your house. Um, it's what's selling. Don't overspend on um, on your uh, rehab either as like thinking like, oh, if I get this $3,000 stove, I'm going to get, you know, $10,000 more. No, no, it does not. You know, be, uh, be present um, in the trends of the market and even the neighborhood. Look at other houses that have sold at the higher price points and, and compare I yourself. Have to yeah. Absolutely. 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 Mm -hmm. Right. That's the key. 